Sefer Tamer Devere, which was written by the Ramak, the Rebbe of the Arizal, a beautiful Sefer that uh, talks about the Shloishas Remides, the 13 attributes of Hashem, and how we can emulate those Midas, and how those Midas are based on a few Psukim in the Sefer Micha. We mentioned those Psukim in the davening of uh, Yom Kippur. So, Perik Rishon, the first Perik, Ha'odam Roishi is Damelekainai. It is fitting for a person to emulate his Maker. Then he will be um, fulfilling this uh, mystical idea that's mentioned in Kabbalah that a person should be in the image of the supernal form. That means there's a form, a godly form, a divine form, and we, our purpose in life is to emulate uh, that form. Tzelemudmus, the, the image and the form of the, of the, the one above, and when we emulate that, then we fulfill our purpose in life. Because if a person only is uh, emulating uh, or is resembling the supernal image through his body, as we know from Kabbalah, that the structure of a person's body uh, is, uh, resembles the, 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 the spiritual template of the heavens, of, of the spheres, like the right hand is chesed, the left hand is gvura, the head, the body, the legs, each one, each limb represents a certain quality, a certain dimension in the, in the spiritual realms. So a person by de facto, not by his choice, he's born with this kind of body, but it's a body that was designed in such a way uh, to emulate and to resemble the supernal divine template. In the spheres, if a person if a person resembles through his body the supernal uh, template, but he doesn't resemble and emulate the supernal uh, form form the supernal uh, template through his actions. Then he's betraying that supernal image. But in the heavens, they'll say about such a person, look what a beautiful form, his body uh, reflects the, 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 the sublime spiritual attributes in the heavens. But his actions are awful. The main um, emulation of the supernal image lies in the actions of people. What does it what use is there for the, for the person that his body is physically a reflection of the supernal image, the image of the form of his, of his physical limbs, when it comes to his actions and his behavior, he does not emulate his maker. What use is there? What, 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 what purpose is there in that? So to be physically a, a, a replica of the spiritual template of above and not replicating that image through a person's action is, is a betrayal. Therefore, it is fitting for a person to emulate all the uh, attitudes and the, um, the actions of the darge, the level of keser, 
the, the crown, the supernal crown, which are the 13 uh, attributes of, of supernal compassion. As we know that the level of Keser is this uh, level of divine dimension that is above the spheres, above the world, above creation, even the higher worlds. It's above the higher worlds. It's, it's a, this limitless dimension of God, but that encompasses within it 13 different attributes of compassion. They are hinted in the um, mystery of those psukim from Micha, uh, chapter 7, Who is a God like you? Um, who, who lifts sins, he suspends the sins. And he passes over the iniquities of people, the iniquities of men. To the remnants of his lot, meaning the Jewish people are called the remnants of his lot. He does not hold on forever to his anger. Because he desires kindness. He will return and have compassion over us. He will suppress our sins. You will throw within the depth of the ocean all their sins. Give truth to Yaakov. Kindness to Avram. That you have sworn, you have made a shvua, right? To our, to our forefathers, we may care them in the days of old. This is the Pasuk. And in this Pasuk is embedded 13 different attributes of compassion that emanate and flow from this supernal uh, dimension called Keser, right? The transcendent dimension of God that transcends creation. And God wants us to emulate those attributes. And therefore, it is fitting for a person that these 13 attributes of compassion should be found in, in the person himself. So this, is, this is the introduction to the book. And now says the Ramak, we will now explain those um, behaviors. 13 of them which is fitting for them to be inside a person. And the first one, he starts with the first, Midah Aleph, Mikael Kamaycha, who is a God like you? Who is a God like you? That means that God is willing to endure humiliation. We know from the Zohar that God is called a Melech Nelav, a humiliated king. Soivel Elboin, who bears uh, humili- humiliation. In a way that no human mind can ever fathom. No one can ever understand the magnitude and the enormity of that humiliation. If we consider what an Avera is and who we're sinning against, it, it's enough for us to realize the, the, the incomprehensibility of the, of the enormity of that humiliation. And God is called, therefore, a Melech Nelav, a king who is being humiliated continuously through our sins. And he explains where the humiliation. You can say you can upset God. Yeah, God says you should do things, and he, we do the opposite of his will. But humiliation has a different connotation here. There's nothing that's uh, um, accepted from his providence. That means everything is under his Ashgacha. 
Moreover, there's not a moment that a person, there's not a moment when a person is not being fed and nourished from this supernal force of Hashem that flows upon the person every moment. Every moment Hashem's uh, life force flows to the person, giving him life and sustenance to exist. So this uh, um, follows from that. And you can infer from that. It never happened that a person would sin against Hashem. It's impossible, it, it's, it, it's inconceivable for a person to sin and then at that moment, that very same moment that the person commits the sin, God is at that moment um, showering down, flowing down to the person this flow of sustenance and his ability of the movement of his limbs, which is based on his life force, is being given to him every moment again. And this happens at the same time, he uses those resources, the very resource of life and movement, to do the opposite of Hashem's will. And, and even though the person uses that resource that's being given him at that very moment, he uses it against Hashem to do an Averim. It's like a slap in the face. God doesn't stop the flow and say, okay, let him, let, him, let him dry up and die. He doesn't do that. God endures this humiliation. On the one hand, God continues to show His benevolence in showering down the energy that gives the person the ability to move his limbs. And the person expends this very same energy that God gives him at that moment by doing a sin and doing something which angers and antagonizes Hashem. And what does Hashem do at that moment? He bears, he swallows the humiliation, but continues to give him what he needs. Don't think for a moment, the reason, that means to say that God cannot, doesn't have a choice. He has to continue to provide the person with the resources of his life. And that's why he's doing it, even though he endures all these humiliations from us. That's not possible to say that. Hashem has the power, a moment, like in a moment's notice, in a second, rega, rega means kememre. A moment, the time it takes to say the word rega, which is a short moment. Within a moment, God has the ability to dry up the hands and feet of a person and make him lifeless. As he did with Yeruvim ben Avot. In Sefer Malachim, Aleph Yud Gimel, Malachim Aleph Yud Gimel, Dalet. Vim kol zeh. And despite all that, God has the power to reverse back this unique koyach which he um, provides the person with. God should have said, since you are sinning against me at this moment, you should commit your sin at your own expense. Use your own energy wherever you can find it. Don't use mine, don't do it at my expense. Why should I give you life and you should use that very same resource against me? Do it at your own expense. Nevertheless, God doesn't say that. God does not hold back His benevolence and His kindness from the person. 
so that he shouldn't have to bear and endure our humiliation. He continues to give the strength and the energy. He gives the person all the goodness and kindness that Hashem showers a person with. This is a type of humiliation and a patience that cannot be described in words. This is why the angels on high call Hashem Melech Olov Pirkei Cholos Chofhei that they, they, they said that the angels call Hashem the humiliated king. It's because of this reason. This is the meaning of the Pasuk. You are a God who is kind, who does kindness. You're a God who is a, a powerful God, who is able to take revenge and to claim that which is yours. You can claim that life force back to yourself and not give it to the person because it's your life force. Him calls out the savel of love. Nevertheless, you don't do that, but you choose to endure and to be patient. Ad until the person does tshuva. You'd rather wait till the person uh, comes to his own senses and and does tshuva. So this is the midah of Hashem, Mikel Kamecha, who is a god like you that can endure all this abuse and still be patient with us, and wait for our tshuva. What is there to emulate here? How do we emulate this? This is a a, a kind of trait which a person should try to conduct themselves by, and emulate that. The Ramak said, what I mean by that, is a a person should should exercise patience. And that a person, even if a person has been humiliated to such a degree, was of course to the degree that Hashem is humiliated, we cannot even fathom. But uh, even to a, a, a huge degree, a person is being humiliated by another person. He shouldn't stop uh, his kindness to him, from his beneficiary. And this is the first midah to emulate Hashem.